0: You're listening to the Daily Missioner Podcast with Benedict. We're going to begin the third chapter of Eruvin, and we're going to get into the question of what actually does it mean to make an Eruv. And I just want to go back to the, this diagram of streets and alleys and courtyards that we began our whole project with. And we learned the first halacha from the Mishneh Torah, from the Rambam, about Eruvin, And he's explained that when there are several neighbors dwelling in a courtyard, they're all permitted to carry under certain circumstances. And we'd learned about poles and beams. But, and this is the second halakha in the Hilchot Eruvin, the Rambam goes on to say, even if you've got all these poles and beams, aval, of Yachid. Nevertheless, according to um Divrei Sofrim, according to the rabbis, it's forbidden for neighbors to carry within this private domain that's divided into different dwellings. In other words, we've done all our stuff with beams and poles. We've joined these these these, these um, domains together. It's forbidden to carry unless all of the inhabitants join together in an eruv before Shabbat begins. Ad ye arvu kol hashkenim kulan Shabbat. And then he goes on to say, Echad chatzar ve'echad mavoi ve'echad hamelida ve'davarze takanas l'mo they have to make an eruv before the Shabbat begins and whether we're talking about courtyards or alleys or cities all this was instituted by the Bet Din of Shlomo by the Bet Din of King Solomon. So we need in order to make this stuff work to allow us to carry in these common areas we not only need to fence them off or string them off or put in poles or butt piece posts or beams but we need to make an eruv. And we still don't really know what an eruv is, by the way. And I, 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 I just wanted to bring you Jastro, and I brought him at the beginning of the source sheet. And Jastro, just above the picture of the uh, the picture of the alleyway in in Marrakech, and Jastro says basically an eruv is a mixture. The word l'arev means to mix in and essentially what we're doing now and it can mean for example to mix different kinds of wine or to mix water and wine but essentially what we're doing with Eruv is we are mixing private domains that's really what we're doing we're diluting ownership in some way and we're going to do that symbolically by sharing food we're going to take everybody's going to contribute some food and we're going to put it somewhere in the common space and actually, that food is called the eruv, and actually, we make an eruv. Uh, we make an eruv um, um, when um, uh, Shabbat follows. When Shabbat is after Yom Tov, uh, we set aside an, uh, two two pieces of um, two pieces of food to allow us to cook on Yom Tov for Shabbat. And what we're doing there is mixing the cooking that we're doing on Yom Tov with the cooking that we're doing for Shabbat. Eruv means to mix. And essentially the process of creating an Eruv is creating a mixture. A mixture of ownership. And we're going to do that via food. So now let's have a look at the, uh, at the texts. The Rambam mentioned courtyards, alleys and cities. There's a particular kind of Eruv, by the way, which we need to learn about. Which is the Eruv Tchumim, the Eruv around the city. And we're going to look at a Pasuk, which comes in this week's, uh, yeah, this week's Parsha. We're going to learn B'Shalach. Uh, B'Shalach is a song of the sea, but actually it's also the song of the desert. The first half of the Parsha is a song of the sea. The second half of the Parsha is, by the way, identical counts of verses. If you can count the verses, you'll see it splits up exactly, I think, 62, 62 or something like that. Till the end of the song and then you have the song of the desert and people go out collecting manna on shabbat and um uh, god says to moshe ki hashem natan lachem ha'shabbat god gave you shabbat al hu notan lachem be'yom lachem yomaim you get two days food on fridays shivu ishtach zav al yatei komo be'yom hashabbat everybody should remain in place nobody should leave their place on the seventh day and rashi says there you can have a look at this rashi one of my teachers used to say there was a special mitzvah in learning a verse from that week's parsha in the Gemara. that's why i just wanted to bring you this verse today rashi says let no man go out of his place these are the two thousand amot of the shabbat limit on shabbat we can't go more than 2,000 amot outside the city limits. We're not very conscious of this in Washington or in London because the city's so large. You'd have to go an amazing distance just to get to the city limit. It's more of an issue if you live in a little village. But so we are going to deal now with food for three kinds of eruvim. An eruv chatzirot, that's for courtyards, for neighbours sharing a courtyard. Shituf. Those are for alleys. When we make an eruv in the alley, in the alleyway, we we looked, we saw that. Remember the picture of the alleyway. The alleyways in the middle. When we make an eruv in an alleyway, it's called a shituf. Shituf means partnership. And then when we make an eruv to extend the two thousand amot boundary, it's going to be called an eruv tuchumim. So that's the terminology that we need in order. Apologies for this long introduction in order to learn this third chapter. Let's now, we've got, we've got it in our heads, let's get going. And, and these are all on the source sheet, by the way, so you, you can just revise these back very gently. So, Bakol, Marvin, Umishtatfin. You can make an Erov and a Shituf with anything, anything you like. Chutz mina u other than water or salt. Somehow water and salt are not proper food. But anything else, any other food's good for, um, for making an error of. And now in the same style as we learned at the end of the last chapter, we're going to have a string of other halachot which relate to water and salt. You can buy anything with money except water and salt. Someone who vowed to abstain from food is allowed water and salt. Okay, and now an Eruv can be prepared for a Nazir with wine. So the food doesn't necessarily have to be completely edible to the person who's involved. You can make an Eruv for a Nazir with wine, and Nazir has promised not to drink wine. And for a, a Yisrael with teruma. Um Simachus Sumchus says only only with chulin, only with um, ordinary produce, non consecrated produce, and then Vilakohen beveta for a priest in a field with a plowed over grave. This is a field. A beta pruss is a field where there was a grave. And it was ploughed over. So we don't really know where the bones might have got to. Maybe there's a little bit of bone somewhere in the field. And a kohen won't go in the field. So here you can see we're not talking about food which we can't eat. Um, but we're talking about placing an eruv tchumim somewhere where the priest can't get. And Rabbi Yudas says even in a cemetery. The, the way the er, eruv tchumim works is that you place your food somewhere i don't know a thousand amot or 1999 amot one thousand nine hundred and ninety nine amot outside the city boundary and you make that your shabbat place and then you can actually travel for 2000 amot from where you left the food so you could actually go three effectively effectively gives you 4000 amot in one direction and the first mission says look you if you if you're going to do this for a priest this is probably someone who's sending a messenger by the way to put his eruv down for him he can even put it in a in a in a field with a plowed over grave and according to rabbi yudah the halacha won't go according to rabbi yudah even in a cemetery because he can go outside and eat it there so in theory i I mean I, i don't quite know how he would get the food to go outside to eat it but that's the first mishnah and then we're going to talk about the halachic status of the food and we've learned some of these we've learned some of these concepts in the um, tractate of zaraim we can make an error with demai which is doubtfully tithe produce which we need to take truma from but in emergency you know we can eat from certainly for a mitzvah we can eat from or with the eat la truma first tithe from which truma had been taken. So this is a uh, a levy maybe who's taken his first tithe, and he's taken truma from it. Or with second tithe that's been redeemed, and and, and priests can make it with Chala and truma. But not with food which is completely inedible. Tevel. We can't eat the Tevel at all. Velobmaseri eat la truma not from first not with um. Uh, first tithe from which Truma hasn't been taken. Remember, we, we need Trumat Maser taken from the first tithe. We learned that in, the, in um, Zerayim. Or with, um, uh, with Hektesh sheloniftu with consecrated food that hasn't been redeemed. And now we're going to come back, by the way. There is a poetry in these Mishnayot. So the last, the end of the first Mishnah deals with sending an Eruv out to a field. And now we're going to deal with who sends it. Someone who sends his Erov in the hands of someone who's not really responsible. A deaf mute, an imbecile, or a minor. This is someone who won't this is not a question of mitzvah, I don't think. It's a question of not being able to set it up properly. You can't trust a deaf mute, an imbecile, or a minor. Or or oh, V'yad mi Me She no Erov. Someone who doesn't agree with the Eruv. Now, today, I mean, in London, that will be with somebody from a Haredi community who maybe follows a Bet Din that is different from the Bet Din that set up the Eruv. I mean, we have an Eruv in London, but some people don't don't use it. I, I, so maybe it's that kind of person who doesn't believe in the Eruv. But Kahadi um, suggests otherwise. This is someone who's philosophically objecting to the concept of Eruv. I want us to remember that the idea of Eruv is a mitzvah which is classically rabbinic it's not mentioned in the Torah it's not mentioned at all in the Torah I know there's an idea in the Gemara that Abraham kept all the mitzvah including Eruv but it's not mentioned in Torah and the Rambam is clear that it was set up by the by a Bet Din he says the Bet Din of King Solomon But so if you're a Samaritan if you're a Karite, if you're someone that doesn't believe in verbal Torah, if you're someone that doesn't believe in the rabbis, you might not believe in the concept of Eruv at all. You might be philosophically opposed to Eruv. And you certainly want to, wouldn't want someone like that to be entrusted with setting your Eruv up for you. These are the kind of people the Mishnah seems to be talking about. And then he's going to talk about spaces again. This is now this is now an area of right? This is food that you're going to place a thousand or two thousand amot outside the city limits. Natanoba ilan, you put it in a tree. Le asarat fachim. This is a tree which is considered a private domain, just like the well, which is four by four, is considered its own private domain. So a tree is. So if you put it up in a tree. Effectively, it's in a different domain. It's in a different private domain from the one you're in and you can't use it. Um, Below 10 hands It's an eruv because it's out in the open space with you. You put it in a cistern even 100 cubits deep. His eruv is an eruv i think the system may be a private domain but there's an idea that you can actually he can actually be in the private domain with the of as shabbat comes in so so he's okay there whereas in the example of the tree the man is standing or the woman is standing below the tree and the of is up there in the tree and one is in public space and the other is in private space and it it just doesn't work um you put it on the top of a reed or on the top of a pole, Kane, over rosh Ha Kundas, Bismanchu Talush If it had been uprooted and then inserted in the ground, even though it's a hundred cubits high, it's an error. I think that is because the reed or the pole isn't fat enough. It's not four by four fat like the tree is, so it doesn't constitute its own private domain. So even though it's a hundred amot high this eruv this thing that you're putting out out there in the wilderness two amot outside the city limit it's still kind of in your space and then there's if he put it in a chest migdal can refer to tower but it very often refers to chest in the mishnah he lost the key so he has put his eruv out but he doesn't and in theory he knows where it is but he doesn't have Access to it. Hareza Eruv, it, it is an Eruv. Rabbi Eliezer says, I don't think the halacha's gonna, I think mean, the halacha never goes like Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer says, If he doesn't know that the key is in its place, it's not an Eruv. So according to Rabbi Eliezer, if you lost the key to your Eruv, you would basically lose the functionality of your Eruv on Shabbat